I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it because I'm full of energy, enthusiasm, excitement for life. Ha ha. Do you have enough energy? And if you don't, where do you get it from? Where does it come from? And how do you maintain it throughout the day, all day, without having to have a snooze in the afternoon or a Red Bull or a coffee? Uh, Energy drinks have become a really big deal because people don't have enough energy. Can you create your own? And of course, I'm standing out here in the sunshine for a reason because that's where all energy comes from. So what a great place to start. When was the last time you got some sunshine, you got some fresh air and you just got outside and got sun on your face? And apparently, according to the experts in the Western world now, we just don't get enough sunshine. So there's a great place to start. The next thing is what about your food? Because obviously energy comes from food and the sun creates the food. Well, that's why the food can grow because it's got sun and then we eat it and we get the energy. But there's a lot of argument and a lot of controversy about food and I don't like to talk about it. Uh, However, I have to because a lot of people ask me questions about food and I like to keep it as simple as possible. So how about consider this? If I'm really fit and strong and I change my brain chemistry so I've got a more positive brain brain space. I can make better decisions about my food. I want to eat healthy food because I feel good. I don't want to put crappy food into my body because I'm feeling really good about myself. And then if I am fit and strong and I'm burning up everything that I put into my body, maybe I don't have to make such big decisions about my food because I'll just burn up the food that I put in there because I'm now fit and strong. So to me, that's a very simple philosophy about food. What do you reckon? Get fit and strong and see what happens. And you might be really surprised that you don't really need to do very much and you'll have a stack of energy and you'll feel fantastic. But I also understand that you've got to fuel your body to exercise. So that's where it becomes very controversial because there's so many opinions and completely opposing opinions. So as an exercise professional, it's been really complicated for me because I've learned, I live with a research scientist, so I've learned how to read the research studies. Uh, And you'll often hear, research shows, this study proves, you should do, the experts say. And the really interesting thing about that is when you actually read the research studies and the good ones, and when I say good ones, are the ones that say what we've observed, meaning it's an observational study. Because the challenge with food, even in a double-blinded study where I don't know what I'm eating, the scientist doesn't know what they're giving me, and then there's a group of people that aren't doing the the thing, they're not eating that way or, or taking the pill or the nutritional supplement, Uh, people still can eat whatever they want. Unless you're watching somebody 24-7, it's very difficult to say, well, these people ate this for this period of time and this is what happened. Because they might not have eaten that. They might lie about it. They might eat something different. They might have a chocolate bar in the night time. They might have 10 more cups of coffee than everybody else. There's a whole heap of things going on there. And that's why a good research study on food will always say, this is what we've observed. With 1,000 people, with 10,000 people, even with 100,000 people, This is simply what we've observed. So that's where your common sense and logic has to come in. And of course, I always ask this question, regardless of what the experts say or what a research study shows, why would you eat food that you don't like? Why would you put stuff into your mouth that you don't like the taste of? Surely life is too short to do that. If somebody says you can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have the foods that you love, why would you buy into that? Because if you really love to eat something and somebody says you can't have it, I promise you you'll find a research study that says you can or another expert that say they will say you can. But if you really love to eat something and you can't have it, is it possible that two things will happen? You'll get angry because you can't have it, because you love it. So you end up being miserable, grumpy, just angry with the world because you can't have the foods that you love. 
Or worse, you don't have, don't have, don't have, don't have, and then you binge. So then you end up having way more than you normally would. And when it comes to something like alcohol or or chocolate or lollies, you end up feeling sick. Uh, Or you don't have it ever and you're just angry. And I don't want to live my life like that. How about you? So how about an eating plan that includes all the foods that you love and doesn't include any of the foods that you don't love? How about when somebody tells you when to eat, why would you buy into that? Because your life's different to everybody else's. And when you like to eat is different. People say you should eat in the morning. But what if you don't like to eat in the morning? There's plenty of experts now that say you shouldn't eat in the morning because breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. So what, what is it that you should do? And if you're going to dig down deep into the studies, please be aware that they're observational. So I'll give you an example. If you know what kale is or spirulina or uh, quinoa, there we go, it's possible that you shop in a perhaps a health food store or an organic sh- a supermarket. You, in, you are involved with people who are healthy, fit and strong or they exercise or they do yoga or Pilates or they've got a different lifestyle. Uh, you're more likely to not smoke, more likely to not be an obsessive drinker and more likely to be thinking about health if you know what those three things are because a lot of people don't know or have never eaten spirulina or quinoa or kale. So you could see a study that says kale helps you live longer, it's a superfood or quinoa is the best way to put this particular nutrient into your body. Uh, But that's just observational because there's too many other factors involved there to say that it's the quinoa or the kale or the spirulina. I'm just using that as an example. Uh, You could say that, uh, and you'll hear this often, that meat's really bad for you. You shouldn't eat red meat because it's got too much fat in it. Animal fat's bad for your cholesterol. But here's a great observation. Is it possible that when you call somebody a meat eater that it's not lean steak that they're eating or lean chicken that they're eating. They might be eating chicken nuggets or hamburger meat. And if they're eating chicken nuggets and hamburger meat, is it possible that they're more likely to not go to the gym, not exercise, perhaps smoke, perhaps drink, perhaps stay up late, perhaps not get very much sunshine? So you could say that meat's really bad for you, but that's just observational because there's too many, uh, there's too many variables And I'm asking this very personally because I I get preached at every day, and I'm sure you do too, whether it's by social media, and I always share this, I hate being preached at by anybody. You should do this. And I'm seeing this more and more now. It seems that the social media gurus and experts, I lost 30 kilos, so you should do what I did. Really? First of all, what if you've never had to lose 30 kilos? What if it's you just want to be fit and healthy? That's a different headspace. If you've never been overweight and you don't want to lose weight, then that eating plan either may not work for you or it's just a completely different psychology. There's a really good thing to consider. But if someone's preaching at you, if it doesn't make sense to you and your lifestyle, why would you do it? And that's the question that I always ask. And I've got this great system for you to work out what's going to work for you, for me to work out, and I've been using it nearly all of my life now, which is the SMARTIES principle. SMARTIES stands for something I can stick to for the rest of my life. Is it in moderation? Is it achievable? Is it realistic? Is it time efficient, interesting, enjoyable, and does it make sense? Now, the last part could be science. You might find some science that suits you. So, for example, if you like to drink, there's plenty of science to say that if you have two or three alcoholic drinks every day that you'll live longer. 
But if you don't drink for religious reasons or personal reasons or you just don't like it, you might read that study and go, well, I better start drinking. But why would you? Because you don't like alcohol or you never will because it's against your religious beliefs. So that Smarties principle is very effective at working out what's going to work for you. Can I stick to this for the rest of my life? Is this moderation for me? Is this achievable for me in my lifestyle? Uh, is this realistic? Is it time efficient? If I have to cut and weigh and measure and do all that stuff with my food and I don't have time, that won't work for me or it won't work for very long. Is it interesting and enjoyable? Is it important for your food to be interesting and enjoyable? Now, you might I say, no, I don't care. I'm just going to eat food. But there are some people where food is not just interesting and enjoyable, it's a lifestyle. We call them foodies for a reason. I love food. I love the preparation of food. I love the social experience of sitting down with a beautiful meal with a group of people. Now, that might not make any sense to you, but to some people that is their lifestyle. So to tell people that you have to eat this and you can't have that and you mustn't have that and you have to eat at this time of the day, and that's the big one for me, I've met people who breakfast is their most important meal of the day because they love breakfast. They love to have bacon and eggs and they love the social experience of coffee with their friends and breakfast is just the ultimate experience. And there are other people who they eat at 10 o'clock at night. The last thing they want to do is have breakfast. So whatever information is going to work for you, and that's my big question, is it something that you can stick to for the rest of your life? Is it in moderation for you? Is it achievable for you, realistic for you, time efficient for you, interesting and enjoyable? Does it make sense? And there's too many eating plans and particularly, and I won't even start on the the lack of common sense in exercise programs that I'm seeing every day on social media. All I'm asking is this. If you want to feel healthy, if you want to have a stack of energy, could there be two really important questions to ask? Why would I do that? And how does it work? So you might need to not go past why would I do that? I'm not going to do that because it's not going to fit into my lifestyle. I don't like that food. I don't want to eat that amount of food. I don't want to eat at that time of the day. So you just stop there. Why would I do that? I'm not going to because it won't work for me. If you get past that and go, okay, I might try that, then why? Why would you do that? And if the person can't explain it to you, and I'm, this is something I'm really sick of hearing, you should do this. Why? How does it work? You should eat this way. You can't have that. Why not? And I'll use the most controversial one of all. You shouldn't eat carbohydrate. Why? Which is the component, which is the molecule inside carbohydrate that will kill me? And the reason I ask that question is if I'm about to die and I'm out in the desert with no food, and I always use this example because it's arguing from the extreme, but it's an important extreme because if you're about to die and you come across a bag of sugar and you eat that sugar, you will now not die. So when people say sugar could kill you, in that situation, not eating the sugar will kill you because you've got a a chance to stay alive. The next question I always ask there is the brain runs on sugar. Now, there's an argument that you can turn fat and protein. Your body will go through the process of turning that into glucose for your brain. But complicated process takes a lot of energy to do that. And they're the things that I'm – this is my begging position again – if you're going to take information from people about food, about exercise, about energy, about well-being, uh, should they know how the human body works? Should they understand anatomy and physiology? Because when I say, and I'm very careful about asking the question because I don't want to make people feel embarrassed or awkward, but when somebody screams at me or preaches at me or tells me what to do, you well, you shouldn't do that, and I say, 
what part of that is not good for me? Which molecule of that food is going to kill me? And the person doesn't even know what that food is made out of. I don't take advice from those people. Now, there's an interesting thing to consider there because people say you should only take advice from people that you would like to swap places with, for example. So if you see somebody with ripped abdominals, gorgeous tight butt cheeks, they look amazing and they've got this great eating plan and exercise plan according to them, you think, well, I I would be happily live in their body, so I'm going to do what they do. But should we consider genetics, lifestyle, personal taste, um, whether or not the person, what they're telling you is the truth. Is it possible that some of the things that you see on social media is somebody preaching at you and telling you what they're doing, but they're not actually doing that in that part of their life? And I, I've, I've got a really embarrassing, I've got thousands of embarrassing stories on this, but I've got too many, uh, I've been involved in too many products and services where people have come and asked for my opinion. I don't want to get involved with it because I don't want to promote that. And then I see the person that they paid to promote that, because obviously at this house we get offered regularly to promote products and services. And I don't do it ever, because I want you to make your own decisions, not be influenced by somebody else. And that's why I don't like that whole process or concept of influencer. But I will then see the person that they got for that product or service, nutritional supplement, dieting plan, exercise plan. And that person doesn't believe in that product or service. They don't even use it. They just got paid a lot of money to promote it and market it. And now we live in a world where, uh, for example, on YouTube, if you have YouTube premium and there's no ads, then YouTube can't make any money from you. So the person who's selling you a product or service can't, it can't be in the ad section. It has to be in the podcast or it has to be in the video. Uh, and now there's a lot of pod- podcasts that are sponsored, which is awesome. But I always ask this question. If you are promoting a product, do you love it? Do you use it? Are you passionate about it? But even if that's the case and you passionately believe that this is the best way to eat, exercise, you should take this pill plan, program, potion, it may not work for somebody else. So to just listen to somebody and say, yes, you should do this because this expert says so, to me means you're giving control of your brain, your body, your healthy, fit, strong experience of life to somebody else. And I think that's really sad. And I I share that again because I'm standing out in the sunshine. And we now have a lot of kids that are lacking in vitamin D. It's It's become a pretty large challenge in the world right now because we've been told for so long, don't go in the sun, it's bad for you. Well, that's a bit like the sugar. If you don't have any sun, it's very bad for you. Obviously, if you get sunburnt, not good. So there's a balance somewhere. And is it possible that if you're fit and strong, you can make better decisions about that balance? When you get really fit and when you get really strong, and I'm not talking about exercise here, I'm talking about 100% effort into the high-intense activity, so you get puffed and you overload your muscles and bones, That produces the fertiliser for your brain, brain brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which now helps you think more clearly and make better decisions. So if I'm getting people puffed and overloading their muscles and bones and they're making better decisions about everything in their life, is it possible that they will make better decisions about their food? And I, I like this example even better. If you want to make better decisions about your well-being, your energy levels, the way you look and feel, would it be a really good idea to learn your anatomy and physiology rather than rely on some expert, some social media guru, some influencer? And remember, influencer means they're getting paid to influence you to buy that product or service. 
And that might be a great product or service, but I don't know that. And I want to figure that out for myself, don't you? I want to know, be able to analyse, like I do with every research study, with every exercise that I see, is that how the human body works? Is what is happening at the joint? That exercise is going to injure my joint if I do that, so why would I do that exercise? That's not how the digestive system works. That's not how the immune system works. That's not how the the energy systems of the body work. So I know that that particular eating or exercise program is not going to work because that's not how the human body works. If you have that fundamental foundation understanding of the human body, is it possible that you make better decisions about everything? And that's what I'm here for every day. My name's Rowie. Thank you for coming to Romax. I would love you to be healthy, fit and strong for long. Stay healthy, fit and strong with a stack of energy. And I always ask this question all day long, not till three o'clock in the afternoon so you need a nanny nap, not till six o'clock at night and you have to have some kind of energy booster. How about healthy, fit, strong and energetic all day, every day, 365 days for the rest of your life. No more dieting, no more fanatical exercise programs, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. How about just energetic every single day so you can sing like I do. I feel good. No, 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 no. I knew that I would now. No, 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 no. So good. Yeah, yeah. So good. Woohoo!